At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I know. I'm so torn about it because um, I've been in college for four years. And, you know, I didn't enter college, obviously owning this business. So the plan was always to go get a job after. That's what you go to college for. Um, right. And then I just kind of stumbled into that's what it feels like to me anyways. I stumbled into owning this business. Hello, and welcome to Financial's podcast, Future Rich. My name is Barbara Ginty, and I'm your host and a CFP, which is a certified financial planner. And I am here with my guest today, Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. So would you like to tell us a little bit, um, I have a, a, a little bit of an overview here, but do you want to t- tell us how old you are, where you live, how much you make, and kind of give us the overview of what's going on? Yeah. Um, well, I'm 22 and I graduate from my undergraduate degree in May. Um, I also own my own business and I ended up purchasing, I've worked here for many years, but I ended up purchasing the business in July of 2020. So mid pandemic. And I also just bought a house. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. It was really, really exciting. So because I'm self-employed, income for me is a little variable, um, and I've only been self-employed for, I'm coming up on two years now. In 2020, so those six months that I owned the business in 2020, I made about $25,000. Okay. And then in 2021, I made a little over $75,000. That's um, a big jump. Yeah. And actually, we've, we've tripled so far in 2022. We've tripled what we did in 2021. So it's looking like it's going to be a good year, but I just don't have those numbers yet. You know, we're only a couple months into 2022. But you're projecting like 200,000? Yeah. So that's if, you know, I have a service-based business. So if I can have the employees to keep up in our summer months, which is our busiest months, I don't know that I'll be able to accommodate everyone. I just tripling with the amount of people that I have working for me just isn't feasible, but I could very well see 150 this year. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. So whereabouts are you based? Uh, I'm based in St. Louis. 
Okay, and that's where you're going to school? Yes, and that's where I'm staying once I graduate. Okay, walk me through, because you're particularly young for having already bought a business and a house, and you haven't graduated yet. Yeah, not yet. (laughs) In May, if all goes well. Okay, so talk me through how you came to, and are you single, partnered? Uh, I'm single. Okay, talk me through, so you bought your business then when you were 20, so yes. you were soft, sophomore in college, and when mm-hmm. and you just bought the house this year. Yeah, I bought the house in March, so it's very Which recent. Really recent, and it's hard to buy a house when you're self-employed. Yes. So I was fortunate in that my dad agreed to be um, a co-signer on the house okay. for me. That um, makes sense. And they don't but, like self-employed people. No, Not that they, they don't. don't like us, but they, <laughs> they, they are very nervous, and they require usually additional documentation. It's a longer process, mm-hmm. and... It, it, it can be much harder for someone who's self-employed to get a mortgage. Yeah. And that was, that was the thing that we found too. So my dad agreed to be my, my co-signer, but all the money is mine. The down payment is mine. I'm going to make the mortgage payments, of course. And then in a few years, I'll probably just refinance. They just, like I said, I haven't been employed for a full two years net yet. And that's kind of the yep. cutoff for them. Um, yep, they want for self-employed years. people. Mm-hmm. And how much did you buy the house for? I bought it. So it was 270 and then I put a 20% down payment. Amazing. So what's your mortgage payment? Because you probably got a pretty good interest rate then too. Yeah. So my interest rate is 4.54. Um, and then my monthly mortgage payment is going to be 1487. Great. And you're doing all this while going to school? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm double majoring right now in school. And then my plan is once I get out of school to go ahead and get um, get a corporate job and you know, get a W-2 and get all the health benefits and, you know, all the benefits that come with a corporate job. And right now for health benefits, are you on your parents? I am. Yes. And, and I how long be- can you stay on theirs? I believe until I'm 24. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, if you needed to, you could do that for two more years. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So talk me through. So you, okay. Bought a house. Very impressive. So that's great. You got a good interest rate. Um, you did 20% down, which as you know, from listening to the show, I love when you put 20% down. Yes. So now tell me about the business. Yeah. So what we do is we essentially plan events and we send characters to those events. So mostly we do kids' birthdays. Okay. Um, So we'll go as princesses and superheroes and unicorn fairy princesses and, you know, all that fun kind of stuff. And how did you end up buying this? How did you were you working for the business and then decided to buy it or Yeah, I got hired at 17 and I was just a princess. Um okay. I love it. I was <laughs> only, only a princess. princess. Exactly. Only a princess at 17. <laughs> only a princess. And then I ended up just kind of moving up the ranks slowly but surely because I'd been there for a while. Um and then the pandemic hit and literally our entire business just went to zero in you yes, know stop. March of 2020. Yeah, no one was doing birthdays. Princesses no, we didn't. Were, were not in high demand. Exactly. So, and I think our old owner, I think she was already, it's a lot of work to run it. And um, she also kept a job while she was running it. And so she, she didn't charge me very much for it at all. She kind of, I just walked into work one day and she was like, I'm done. We're not making any money. Do you want it? And, um, and I said, yes. And I'd been saving for a long time, you know, cause I bought it at 20 and I'd gotten the job at 17. And then I worked like two or three jobs over the summers and things like that to save up. I kind of always knew that this might be a possibility. Okay. Um, so I ended up purchasing it from her for, I think about $10,000, which is, you know, a really good investment for me. <laughs> 
And did that come with all the contact list and uh-huh. the and all the costumes? Yep. And yeah. then obviously the employees, I would imagine you didn't need them in 2020, right? But you still had then them, like their contact information for when it was going to pick back up? Yep, exactly. Okay. Um, amazing. Uh, another question, because I'm sure the listeners are wondering, how are you paying for school? So my parents are paying okay. for my school. And then, but the understanding has always been since I was a little girl that when I graduate school, you know, parents stop. They stop pay, helping you pay. So they're they're paying for my schooling right now, which is really nice because then I don't have any student loans. So you have no student loans and then you don't have another bill. So everything you're making, you're able to save. And you have, it sounds like you have been working this entire time through college. Yeah, yeah. And when you were 17, was that between senior year and college or was were you a senior then? Uh, I was a junior in high school. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you started working for the business a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Awesome. So, okay. So that's fantastic. So you were able to save all this money. You had an agreement with your parents. They pay for college. So then all of the money you were making working, you were saving. So you had the money to buy the business and the money for the down payment for the yes, house. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. Okay. So then talk me through how the business. So, um, 2020, you made 25,000. Mm-hmm. So did you do like live events then, or we did outside events a lot, you know, at okay. parks, um, and then we would do outside events in the cold in winter, too. That was not so fun. <laughs> and we also did a lot of virtual stuff, virtual meet and greets, um, virtual birthday parties. We shot videos um, and sent them to kids singing happy birthday. So it was a lot of virtual stuff and then outdoors whenever we could. That's amazing. But the, that's a great idea to do outdoors and to do the videos. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was all you could do then. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very true. Uh, but innovative so that you could bring in some money. So then you made your money back within the first year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the investment, obviously. Now, do you know what um, the former owner's revenue look like? Like, do you have targets for what you want this to be? Or I know that we're busier now than we have ever been. Okay. I'm not sure exactly what she was making before I bought it, but I, I know it wasn't what we're doing now. Cause we've, like I said, like, you know, I've worked here for so many years. I kind of knew how many events we were doing a month. Yeah. You could see it on the schedule. Um, and we are doing significantly more now. I think people are just ready to go out and have birthday parties for their kids now, now that yeah, everybody's, sure. you know, pandemic's hopefully winding down. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I know. Um, Please. So how does it work for the business? Is it, so you're the hundred percent owner of it and yep. is it, how is it incorporated? Is it a sole proprietor? Is it an LLC, an S corp? It's an LLC. Okay. And you're the sole owner of the LLC? Uh-huh. Single member? Yes. Okay. And then the people that work for you, are you still a princess or are you just running it? Uh, I'm still a princess. Okay. Good. <laughs> so you're still going out to parties. Yeah. Um, and then is everybody else, do you 1099 them? Are they W-2? How does it work for the other, should I call them performers or do you call them employees? Yeah. Which, how do you? I call them performers. They're um, independent contractors with us. Okay, perfect. So they're like actresses and actors maybe. Uh-huh. And then they have other gigs and they do this to pick up some side money. Yes, exactly. Okay, so you're the only one. Now, do you W-2 yourself? Um, I don't because I don't pay myself per event. Okay. I just you know, go out and do events, save myself a little bit of money. And then at the end of the month, I transfer over X amount of dollars from my business account to my personal accounts. Okay. And do you have a CPA? I don't think so. An accountant. Do you have an accountant? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So here's what I think, because one of your questions coming into this was, 
saving for retirement. Mm-hmm. So I do think what you could do now, it looks like I could be wrong, but it looks like what, well, what are the expenses you project? So let's, let's say this year you bring in 150,000. What do you think the projected expenses are for this year? Oh, so last year, I know our expenses were about, I paid my employees plus, it was probably about 45,000 in expenses last year. So okay. I could see it getting up to probably 60 or 70 this year, but that's already calculated in to my profit projection. Um, okay. So you have a profit projection. So what do you think the profit projection is going to be for this year? I, I'm projecting about probably 150 if we are able to keep up with demand. And 150 will be profit or 150 will be like what the, the total, the gross, like what I think, in I think 150 is, is going to be the profit. Revenue should be a little bit higher than, you know, higher than that. Okay. And so you think the expenses will be, obviously they'll be higher, right? If you're doing more events, yes. so it'll be more than 45. Mm-hmm. So are you thinking you'll bring in like 200 and spend 50,000 and profit 150? Yeah. That's about what I'm thinking. Okay. So you might not need another job. <laughs> My parents are not going to be happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> because... If that's the case, then you as you would be making around 150. Let's just say there's other expenses, so 125. Let's say mm-hmm. there's 25 of other expenses because you have to hire more people or you need mm-hmm. better software because the events are bigger or there's more going on. Mm-hmm. If if that's the case, the prior year in 2021, if the expenses were 45, 75,000 was the profit or 75,000 was the gross? 75,000 was the profit. Okay, so you personally made 75,000 mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. on your tax return. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what you can do, and you have to run this by your accountant because I'm not able to give tax advice. Mm-hmm. And when you went to your accountant for 2021, which did you, are you in the process of doing that now or has it already been done? Uh, I've turned in all my documents um, and then I'm just, I only turned them in a few days ago. So I'm still waiting to hear back from him. Okay. So what I would do is I would ask him for 2021. Mm-hmm. So how much do you have right now in your bank account? So with the um, deposit for the house, and everything. I have about I have about thirty thousand in my checking, and I have about twenty five thousand in my savings. And then I have a Roth IRA, um, and I put about six thousand into that. About six thousand. Okay. Is there anything else that you know about any debt or no? No debt other than I mean the house, but other, yeah, other than, than that, the house. <laughs> other than that, no. Okay. So between your checking and your bank account, um, so both bank accounts, you have about fifty five thousand. Hello lovelies, Barbara here. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I wanted to bring you a quick update. We are now starting the coaching program on July 20th. So the new start date is July 20th. The times will be the same, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, and it will run for five weeks. If you can't make an individual session, we can send you the video. In the individual um, sessions, you will be able to ask questions. There'll be a Q&A following each session and additionally there'll be a dedicated slack channel for all the participants so that you can chat amongst yourself and ask questions to me in between the various sessions if you are interested you can sign up on our website www.futurerichpodcast.com and click on coaching additionally if you have any questions at all please shoot me a dm on our instagram future rich podcast And if you're wondering if this is for you, you have already taken the first step because you are listening to a personal finance podcast. Thanks for listening. 
So what I would ask, and I would do it today, I would email your accountant and say, would a SEP IRA, opening a SEP IRA help with my taxes? Okay. With small business owners, when you're the only one there or you have 1099s, it doesn't work as well with when you have W-2s because you're obligated then as the business owner to make the same contribution on behalf of the employees as you do yourself. And so sometimes that can be prohibitive, right? So you might have enough to do it for yourself, but you might not have enough to do it for all the employees. Mm-hmm. So you tend to see SEPs used where every where everyone, they're a service-based business where every person is a contractor, not an employee. So you're not obligated then to make that retirement contribution on the employee's behalf because there is no employees. It's mm-hmm. just yourself. And so then it can really lower your taxable um, income. You can do a much higher amount than you can with a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. Now, a SEP IRA is all pre-tax. They don't. There is no SEP Roth, so it has to be all pre-tax. But it can really save you a lot from a tax standpoint if you're eligible. Okay, that sounds great. Um, and you have until your extension if you file an extension to fund it. So it okay. gives you some time to fund it. But I would definitely ask. Um, let me see what the max is. So the max you can put in is 61,000 for 2022. So you don't have to, obviously, that's if you have enough income to justify the the 61,000 for 2022. For 2021, let's see, it was a little bit lower than that. But once again, you have to have the income to justify it. And so your accountant will be able to determine how much you of the income you've earned is eligible for a SEP and they'll make a recommendation on what you can do. And you can always do less, but you can determine an amount that's comfortable to put in there mm-hmm. and then how much it's going to save you in taxes. I feel like that's the where you where you come up with the, the amount you're comfortable with. The accountant will tell you the max you can do, and maybe you don't want to do the max, but huh. if you do 5000 less than the max, it saves you, I don't know, 6000 in taxes. Then that's a comfortable amount for you to put in and you're happy with the tax savings. A SEP IRA is just the vehicle because of how this, your business is structured. Mm-hmm. Now, what it's invested in can be the same as your Roth. It can be the same as a 401k, right? So mm-hmm. the SEP IRA is the vehicle. It has nothing to do with the investments. Sometimes people get hung up on, well, I want to make sure I have investments. So there's investments inside of the SEP IRA. Got it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, Aaron Lowry, I think, coined it really well because I think it gives a good visual, but it's called investing for retirement. So it is an investment. It's just the SEP IRA is the vehicle you use to hold those investments. Okay, got it. Yeah, so I think that would be great. And so for 2021, the eligible, the, the max amount allowed is 58,000. Okay. And typically it's about 25% of self-employment income. Um, that's like a rough estimate, but you really need your accountant to determine what that is. Um, okay. The fun thing about the government is the usually it's never just as straightforward of taking 25% of the employee's total compensation. There's usually something you add back in or take away. So that's why the accountant usually determines what that, what that number is. Okay. And I'll, a put, stand- I'll put emailing him on my to-do list. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. And the, and it, the SEP IRA stands for a simplified employer pension. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's only for business owners and it works best usually for business owners like yourself, where you're a single member LLC and you're the only one, everybody else is a 1099. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like me. That sounds like my business. So I'll definitely go ahead and reach out to him and see if I could 
you know, be nice to get a little bit off my taxes. <laughs> yeah. And then that way, and you can probably do it again since this year will be a big year uh-huh. um, or, or bigger year based on last year in 2021, you can do it again next year. So you could do it every year. And so mm-hmm. then you're providing yourself with your own retirement, which it sounds like you were going, wanting a corporate job to get the benefits. Yeah. You can actually put more away in a set depending on the business income than you can in a 401k. Okay. The, the, the nice thing about going and getting a corporate job, which if you can do both, that would be great. But um, the nice thing about a corporate job is the health benefits. Mm-hmm. That is, as a self-employed person, the health benefits can be quite expensive. Yes, I, I can imagine <laughs> that they would be. I'm kind of dreading the day I have to start worrying about that. Mm-hmm. I would say you can, as a self-employed person, you can create your own retirement with no problem and then have it invested. Mm-hmm. It's the health benefits that usually are more expensive as a self-employed individual than if you're going as a corporation. And the reason why is because usually for a self-employed person, for a small business plan, they look for 51% participation, mm-hmm. which you, as the only person wanting health benefits, you're not going to meet 51%. Yeah. So therefore you go on an individual plan and individual plans can be, you know, quite expensive, you know, between a high deductible plan could be like 700 a month to a thousand dollars a month for a single person. Oh, cause you're good. I know because well, the thing is, cause you're going to have good income. Mm-hmm. You could also look on the exchange, but your income will still be pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why the SEP can help. I think, I think the SEP would be the first thing to do. And then you could, I would also look for the health benefits you could join your chamber of commerce. You can look for a local broker and then you can look at the exchange and kind of see what your best option is going to be. Okay. Just in case you don't want to get another job and you want to focus on growing this business. I know I'm so torn about it because uh, I've been in college for four years and you know, I didn't enter college, obviously owning this business. So the plan was always to go get a job after that's what you go to college for. Um, right. And then I just kind of stumbled into, that's what it feels like to me anyways. I stumbled into owning this business and it's been really well, you know, I've been, it's so funny because I'm, I'm getting a degree in marketing and um, I've been using a lot of the stuff we talk about in class and just testing it out on my business, seeing how it works. It's amazing. And my professors seem to know what they're talking about because <laughs> it has helped a lot. And, and we've been growing pretty significantly year to year. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, I don't know. I think that so what's your, what is your reasoning for getting, going, getting a corporate job? Because that's what you're supposed to do. And that's what your parents want you to do, or because you want to go get a job for that experience. It's a little bit of both. It's also, okay. you know, you can only be a princess for so long um, <laughs> until you age out. <laughs> and what I don't want to do is I don't want to be stuck. If it just worries me a little bit to have no backup plan, you know, if the, something yeah. happens and the business doesn't do as well. And I can't be a princess anymore. I don't want to be stuck without a backup plan, you know, without another career to kind of fall back on just in case. Well, then what I would do, okay, so here's what I do. I would also ask your accountant if you can contribute to both a 401k and a SEP, right? Because then you could kind of front load your retirement. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's going to depend on how it's structured, but you might be able to do both. Mm -hmm which would be great. So you could do your 401k and then you could also do your SEP IRA mm-hmm. um, because they're two different companies. And so that should be fine, but you can confirm that with the accountant and what the, how the limits are going to work. Mm-hmm. And then you could go and get a corporate job while still working your business so that you get that work experience, you know? Yeah. 
that you're looking for mm-hmm. and you get the health benefits and then you're able to, I, I think the reason for doing it would be to kind of take advantage of having two retirement plans and then the work experience. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But you might see that you make more money in your business. I probably would, especially yeah. as somebody just graduating college. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm looking for jobs right now. I'm, you know, searching through the job listings and, and there's just, you know, I'm not going to make more in a corporate job as a newcomer than I would owning this business for sure. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I think that what, what would be telling is if you get your, you know, you get the corporate job and then mm-hmm. you see if you like it or if you see maybe your time is better spent running the business because you don't always have to be the princess. You could just be in charge of the princesses. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, service businesses are, I will say service businesses are hard. Owning a business is hard. Income fluctuates. And I think that every business owner always thinks, well, this could, you know, what happens if this goes away tomorrow, right? I just think that's a normal, at least I think that's a normal fear. You just always hope that next year is better, but you never know, right? There's no guarantee, Mm -hmm. but there's also no guarantee in corporate America. You can get laid off. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know, so there really are no guarantees. Um, and I think obviously being an entrepreneur, I'm, I always like to um, highlight the entrepreneurship. So I think it's great, you, you know, when you, while you don't have control over a pandemic, you do have control, like you were very innovative to do videos, right? Mm-hmm. Where the other business owner, and after a while, it can be tiring on owning a business where she was like, okay, I'm done. But you came in with that fresh energy and we're like, okay, there's a way we can probably market this and do something different to leverage the new environment that we're in. So exactly. I don't know. I think if you run your own business, I think you could go in and get hired leveraging the experience you had by running a business Mm -hmm. down the road. Should you, should you want to, Um, but that, but that's for you to decide, but I think it's really exciting. I, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited and I'm kind of shocked and pleased with how well everything's going. You know, when I when I bought the business, I was like, okay, I'll probably make my money back in about a year, maybe six months. Um, and we just we kind of blew all my expectations away. We just we've been like I always tell all my performers, you know, we're running at full speed all the time. Um, yeah. yeah. How, and how many? Just curious, how many hours a week do you think? I mean, I know that's hard to quantify because I'm sure that you're, you know, watching TV and have your laptop out looking yes, at things. Exactly. Exactly. Right? I, I feel like sometimes uh, as a fellow business owner, people will be like, well, how many hours do you think you work? And it's like, well, I don't ever not think about it. You exactly. Know? That's, it's the hard part to explain. You're never not working. You're never not hours, working. You're never exactly. not thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, I went, I went on vacation with my family and we went hiking and I'm standing on top of a mountain returning phone calls, you know, to clients who are, you know, asking me questions. There, there was a team that was just running late that day for lots of reasons, but they were running late and I was calling parents trying to get cell signal at the top of the mountain because you just can't stop. You know, you can't, you can't. It's your baby. You can't just be like, oh, I'm not going to worry about it. That's their problem. Like there, it's not someone else's problem. It's always, at the end of the day, it's always your problem. Exactly. Yes. I would say in terms of strict hours, I, I probably spend maybe three hours a day working on it during the week. And then Saturdays and Sundays are when we do events. So Saturdays and Sundays, I'm probably working between, you know, I'm up of it about seven or eight and I probably get home around eight or 9 PM. Um, so whatever that would be 10, 11 ish hours on the weekend. 
Okay. So I think you should do whatever you feel is best for you Mm -hmm. when you graduate, but I wouldn't just go the corporate route because of other people's expectations. Mm -hmm. Being a business owner and self-employed is something that most people don't do, right? For the reasons you outlined, there's no health benefits. There's not a defined that there's not a defined retirement plan. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of unknowns and most businesses fail statistically. Yes. So you obviously have proven you're a savvy business owner. (laughs) Thank you. And you're doing it while you're going to school. So I don't doubt that you can do it while having a corporate job. But if you have the corporate job and you're making 50 and don't love it and the other business, your business is suffering a little, you know, you can always take the path less traveled, which would be the entrepreneurship road. Mm -hmm. And then you just find other entrepreneurs and you realize you're like, oh, you get more support that way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I need to, I need to really focus on it. It was something I was, you know, kind of thinking about considering, but it's just so hard to let go of the plan that you had, you know? Yeah. Um, well, you can plan. always, yeah, you can always go get a job and see how it goes. Uh-huh. But I think it's really impressive what you've done so far with the business. So. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I would, like I would, I said, I'm excited about it. I mean, I love my business. Yeah. Like you said, it's my baby. <laughs> Yeah, you should be. It's, you've, you've done a really amazing job with it. So I'm super impressed. So your homework is going to be to talk to your accountant mm-hmm. about getting a SEP IRA, making sure you're eligible, finding out what you can contribute to it and what that will save you on taxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything else is great. You'll use some of the money from savings to fund that. That money will be then invested for your retirement, which is great because mm-hmm. you already have some money in a Roth and you'll put some money in a SEP and then you'll be able to do it again in 2022 because you already have the earnings to support it. Um, once again, your accountant will give you those numbers. And then, yeah, see if you want to go the, the corporate route. But there's a lot to be said for owning and running a successful business. So I would make sure to consider that as a viable option as well. Okay. I'll call it the path less travel. <laughs> <laughs> there's more people on the corporate track. Statistically speaking, right? Coming out of college, most people aren't going to start a business. Not everybody. You're a rare bird. So, (laughs) and then when you do get a corporate job, I would ask your accountant if you're able to do both the 401k and the SEP IRA. I think most likely you would be able to do both, but it's always good to confirm with the tax professional. Yeah. Well, this was great. Thank you so much for coming on. This is so unique. You're the first (laughs) person that we've had on who has bought a house so young and bought a business so young and is growing the business pretty impressively. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm just lucky. You know, I'm lucky I don't have student loan debt. I'm lucky that the former owner, you know, loved me and didn't charge me a ton of money for the business, you know, when I was so young and I, I really didn't have that much um, in savings back then. I've just been super lucky. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And for all of our lovely listeners, you can find our most up-to-date information on Instagram, Future Rich Podcast, and you can check out our website, www.futurerichpodcast.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 